seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Joined today by Elizabeth. Hey, that's me. And Samantha. Hi, that's me. Howdy. <laughs> howdy. 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 <laughs> um, and as promised last week, uh, this episode is gonna be uh, something different because we had a scramble for content and stuff. Um, so we decided to watch Reminiscence. And Reminiscence. It is in theater. Reminiscence. Mm, I think it's called Reminiscence. Oh, man. We it's, don't even know the title of the movie. It's definitely Reminiscence, Sam. Mm. There's not a T in the name at all. I'm going to look at this up. Okay, good. <laughs> anyway, we went and saw, <laughs> we didn't go and see Reminiscence. Uh, it's on HBO Max because it is a WB movie, and so you're able to stream it off of HBO Max. So that's what we did. Mm-hmm. So, so it is in theaters home. right now. Yeah, we stayed home and watched it. <laughs> yes. And mm-hmm. um, before we really start talking about that, though, Sam, how you doing? How you feeling? Um, like currently? Yeah. Currently, I'm feeling Unless really it's, hot. like, really depressing. Currently, I'm feeling really hot, and, yeah, <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. Um, your apartment gets smoldering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a volcano. Yeah, it's, it's extremely unpleasant to be in there for any amount of time. It's like being in this podcast yeah. room, but, like, all the time, the whole place, the whole, the whole apartment. <laughs> Yeah, it's real terrible, and I can't wait till summer is over and done with. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me three. But also, it does stay fairly warm in the winter, so at least there's that. Yeah, it saves you an uh, electricity <laughs> bill for heating, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, Liz, how are you doing? I'm good. I looked it up. It's reminiscence. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Whatever. My guess. <laughs> I'm glad I can be trusted here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What happens when you let the women in? <laughs> what? Um, I don't know, Sam. <laughs> I'm just noticing a trend that he's trading up when he does these live things. Is that what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> what? What do you mean? You know, because it's usually a a men's show, and then hmm. he has, you know, men sometimes aren't reliable. Like at the last minute, like women can be flexible and stuff, and that's where we come in. So he trades up. Yeah, men suck. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> man, like every left dude that listens to this show fucking hates me because I'm like, men suck, suck <laughs> all the time. <laughs> well, I need you to stop being a feminist. Then. I'm not a feminist. Though. Are you anyway. sure? I bet yeah. we lost like some very incelly listeners whenever we put out well, the that's pretty young woman episode. <laughs> I think it's okay that we lost incel listeners. I think it's okay if we lose racist listeners and just shitty listeners all together. So. It's okay to lose feminists. Uh... <laughs> we can't lose every listener. We can't lose feminists, racists, and incels. We'll have nobody. Do you want them Man. all to listen? <laughs> you have nerds. <laughs> Yeah, nerds are worse than all of them. I agree. I mean, internet nerds are. <laughs> you don't mean that. Uh, y'all know y'all are mean. Okay, you're just you just hide it. Um, I think they're just angry usually, all the, all time. the time, and bitter all day or day. But they don't yeah. get courage until they're with a gaggle of their own people. Gaggle of. Geeks. I say they like I'm not one of them. <laughs> Like you don't literally have like two Mass Effect hoodies, or uh, like t-shirts, all of your house, or li- or literally that you just have like an otter skull guy. Like normal is that nerdy? Normal people don't have that, so I'm assuming it's nerdy. Yeah, I say it's um cool and spooky. So. It's definitely something, Sam. I'll give you that. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, Jariah, yeah. since I know you want to say how you are, how are you doing? I'm doing great. My face almost exploded over the weekend, and that was super fun. Yeah, it looked mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Like, I would never want to do it is how much fun it looked. Yeah, dental problems are really <laughs> great. I recommend everybody do it at least once. Or not. To get your teeth, kids. <laughs> Brush your teeth twice a day. I do. Don't. Let your mom do or crack. Mom. Don't let your mom do crack. <laughs> also, don't also don't do meth or crack yourself. So, yeah, uh, also too. help with your dental uh, hygiene. Too. Not that I did meth or crack. Just for the record, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that needs to be stated at this point now. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it's not gonna. It's only really gonna hinder hinder. <laughs> um. But yeah, I say let's get into this movie with some general thoughts. Sam, let's start with you. We didn't talk about this movie at all beforehand. Um, Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? No spoilers. Well, well, first of all, I didn't know it was going to be like two hours. Um, (laughs) I thought it was going to be two and a half, but according to Google. But um, apparently it's only like two, but still kind of too long. That's um, actually something I was wondering about because Google does say it's like two hours and thirty eight minutes. They straight up lie. Two hours um, and twenty eight minutes, I think. Yeah, and then like when you actually go to watch it, it's less than two hours. A little, actually, not even a little. If you don't count credits, it's like an hour forty five or something. But yeah, I wonder if there was like a cut that they put in before this, before they expected it to go on to streaming, and like um, that movie felt so much longer than hour forty five minutes. I know. <laughs> Okay, so that's one of my problems problems with it. <laughs> it feels extremely long. I have I have more problems with it. Um I don't know if this really goes into spoilery ter- territories. It's not talking about the plot really, more about the like the aesthetic rather. Okay. Um 
but it feels like it's like trying to go for like a noir sort of fill and it doesn't really hit the mark fully so like um can i go into like at least some non-spoilery plot points yeah if it's non-spoiler it says it like in the beginning so so it like um it takes place um in Miami and New Orleans or New Orleans. Um, New Orleans. And New like, Orleans. this is after like climate change has like made the sea levels rise and stuff and it makes it super hot. So like, um, that's my chair. <laughs> if you can hear it, I'm sorry. I'm trying yeah, not okay, to like sure. move. <laughs> Always blame the chair. <laughs> But, um, um, so, like, the nightlife is, like, super active because it's too hot in the daytime, apparently, even though, like, most of it takes place in the daytime. So, uh, that's my problem with it. One of my problems with it. I feel like they said these things, but they didn't really, um, deliver on, like, the aesthetic, sort of. I think they could have done way more cool things stuff things <laughs> I also think they could have done cooler things stuff <laughs> I feel like they could have done cooler things um with the aesthetic and just like the atmosphere and stuff like that but they didn't really hit the mark on that um personally I think um and i don't know isn't it's okay that's all i'm gonna say for now i think the movie is okay okay uh (laughs) was um i have a question okay for you two Uh uh-huh because you're the only ones here (laughs) um Uh was this supposed (laughs) to be a blockbuster i believe so Um I, it feels like it was trying to, though. Like actually, I'm gonna go into it a little bit more. It feel it doesn't feel like a current movie. It feels like a movie that would come out in like 2008, 2010. Am I disagree I with that. that. I don't think it would have come out in 2008, 2010. I think it would have come out late 80s. It feels like a late 80s what, movie. Really? And I'll, yeah, I'll get into that when it comes around to me on that one. But yeah, okay. I have some thoughts about it actually. So, I ask if this was going to be a blockbuster movie because I, I mean, granted, we don't watch TV, but I watched a lot of Olympics, which is on TV, and I didn't see this trailer, I think, but once. And I just feel like I didn't see it anywhere because I go out into the world a little bit more now. And I just, I don't know. And maybe it's because we're still in a pandemic and I'm still kind of out of the loop when it comes to movies. But it just, it feels like it was a missed blockbuster movie. Like they just missed the mark. It feels like a, like I got a lot of Christopher Nolan vibes. Like trying really hard to be Christopher Nolan and also to be like, I don't know, like, I don't know, it was like a thing of the past and a thing of the future, and (laughs) it didn't fit, like, 
I don't know. I would watch it. I mean, for anyone that's like, should I watch it? Should I not watch it? I wouldn't go to the theater, but I would definitely watch on HBO Max if you have it. Um, I don't know. It's just a thing. I don't know. I will get into it more, but that's just where I'm at. It feels like future because Christopher Nolan thing, but it wasn't that pretty. And he's also really good at making things in the past look really pretty. And I just, that's, I just got a lot of vibes. And so it just feels like it missed the mark. Okay. Yeah. It's like supposed to be set in like this weird, like dystopian world, sort of, I guess. I don't, I don't even think it was supposed to just be dystopian. Realistic. Yeah. I Um, don't know. I don't know. Right. It had like um um I guess a disaster. I guess this is why I'm saying it's like 2010ish, 2008ish sort of feel to it cuz it had like a disaster movie sort of feel like the day after tomorrow whatever that movie's called and like 2012 or whatever the fucking movie 2012. Was. <laughs> yeah, 2012 <laughs> with John Cusack, I think, or that yes, other guy. John Cusack like was in there. Okay. <laughs> but John but he, Cusack, um, not the guy you want to be your leading man in an action movie. <laughs> yeah. But even like those movies, like I feel like there was more depth in those movies than there was in this one. Like I feel like I feel this like... one was just trying so hard. It was trying so hard. So, so hard. So... It it was trying to be very poetic, but um, it didn't really earn that, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I just feel like things are out of place. Like I just mm-hmm. I, I never got into the place I think they wanted me to get. Yeah. Same here. Okay. Um Jariah. I guess Jariah. Give us your thoughts. <laughs> so I don't disagree with you guys here. I think that it did miss the mark on a bunch of things. Um but it didn't remind me of like two thousand eight, two thousand ten like disaster movies. It reminded me of one very specific movie and it's theatrical cut. And I know I can already hear Sam's eye rolling before I even say this. It felt like the theatrical cut of the first Blade Runner movie. Um, okay. Where it was cut down and it had narration put in and it was like super chopped up. Um, and they yeah. added things that didn't need to be in there because they thought like that's what audiences want. They're not going to get it if we don't put all this stuff in there and tell them what's happening every minute. Like that's literally what the theatrical cut of Blade Runner originally was. Um why do you think my eyes would roll at that? Because I feel like you hate Blade Runner. I don't remember your opinions on it, though. I don't hate Blade <laughs> Runner. It's just the last time I tried to watch it, I fell asleep. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably good. I don't know. <laughs> I like it a lot, but it's slow. Um, it is. <laughs> this feels like, no joke, exactly like the theatrical cut of Blade Runner. And that's the other thing that makes me wonder if why Google has that two and a half hour runtime and then the actual runtime is two hours because i wonder if that is that same situation of like they cut it down and they added a bunch of narration to try and dumb it down Mm -hmm. for general audiences and then because of dumbing it down it like made it a worse movie i don't know maybe well it's pg-13 so i wonder if they cut down like some more sexual or violent parts no i think there are like pieces of the story that wouldn't necessarily bring any dialogue that were cut kind of yeah. like how you take mm-hmm. out the big scenery scenes of like 
fantasy movies. Like if they're too long, they cut them down. But like you kind of need those in fantasy movies because it shows you where you're at and location wise and where you're going because fantasy movies, books, they all go into so many different areas that you need those transitional scenes. And I think that that's probably what they cut because there was no dialogue. Yeah. And I think, I guess. Yeah. And I think something where, um, this kind of shot itself in the foot is that any kind of directorial mistake or like weird edit made you wonder if that was on purpose or not. And I don't know if that was on purpose. Um, I mean, there's a lot of weird edits in this, but I think it's like trying to tie in the weird memory thing. I guess. That's the thing though. Like I, there's certain times where like you can very much tell this is mild spoilers with the memory thing that happens in it. Um, but in memories, it's almost like in the, what's that one that we were just talking about, Christopher Nolan, Inception. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Inception to where like things are different in your dreams and you perceive di- things differently in your dreams. And like this, you perceive things differently in your memories. Um, things are shortened and you just get like the keynotes of like what you remember. Because when you have memories, um, you do just remember like the high points of it and you don't remember like all the weird subtleties. Kind of like dreams mm-hmm. in that same way. So you can kind of, you can notice when something is a memory in this just from like looking at how it's cut together because it cuts very abruptly and there's weird lines and it doesn't quite match up. But then there's sometimes where you know that it's not a memory, but it still has that kind of editing style and it feels like it's a rushed edit in that way. That's why I'm wondering, like there I'm wondering when this comes out to Blu-ray and whatnot in a couple of months, whether we're going to see like director's cut or like the actual cut of this or if like, this was always the intention. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I agree. I don't like. I one of my biggest things about movies is I don't like if you don't edit it right. I don't like your movie. <laughs> I'm such. I don't like it. I just don't, and that's why it makes me feel like I missed so much, and there was so much going on, and they were trying to hit this mark because it feels like they took out like the memory things in Harry Potter. You know how you could, like take out someone's memory and you could put it in water and you can see it. Yeah. Right? It's like they took that concept. They brought in the movie Memento. They're like, <laughs> figure it out. But then they were like, also some inception. Cause we're going to put you somewhere else while you do it. And I just felt like it was just off. It just fell off. And they, they tried to make it. I feel like they tried to make you think, are you in a memory? Are you not in a memory? Are you in a memory? Are you not in a memory? Which is what, you know, Inception did. And then he's trying to figure shit out with Memento. And then, like, you're literally in water to see all of this, which is weird because you already live in water. So, I don't, whatever. But I don't know. <laughs> and this is my thoughts. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if you took the narration out, and I feel like there's just, like, 30 minutes of scenes here that left things to be explained in the background or through dialogue for you to figure out. And then some producer somewhere just said like, they're never going to get it. We have to, we have to narrate for them. They're never going to understand what's happening in this movie. Cause like the producer didn't understand it. It's like, I, at least in, in, in my heart, I want that to be the case because there are some genuinely really cool concepts that they set up in this that I don't think that they're able to actually like land. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And I think that, this is also why I got so big Christopher Nolan vibes from it. Because Christopher Nolan, oh my gosh, I can't say his name. 
Christopher <laughs> Nolan would have been like, well, if they don't get it, then they're dumb. Like, I don't care. I made the movie I wanted to make. <laughs> and these people were like, no, 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 no. We got to make it make sense, guys. It has to make sense. They're not going to get it. Like, it's for the audience. And I think Christopher Nolan's are like, oh, fuck them. I don't care. I made <laughs> yeah. what I wanted to make. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree that the editing really holds us back. Like, I, I feel like a lot of there are a lot of movies out there that have like such a big i guess world it created and backstory and stuff like that and they're able to um i guess go into it and explain it fully uh and they don't have to go like super long but it really all does come down to like editing and yeah it, yeah. it's like a cool concept but it just it wasn't done right yeah that's the problem it starts you off as it introduces this in my opinion very cool world and like very idea of like this future of like whenever the end of the world really starts to happen and all the ice caps melt and the oceans rise and whatnot like they they, they yeah. show that really cool concept of like everything's flooded like they had to build new cities yeah and then <laughs> they give you background through dialogue in my opinion maybe a little too much background on the dialogue of like the war that happened over the border um yeah if it doesn't show anything like it it just it just narr does narrate narrations like over sweeping shots of like the miami and like water <laughs> but it doesn't show like any of the war stuff or whatever because you know that would take a lot more effort but Right, like I think it's fine that it doesn't show the war stuff, but I think, I think this is one of those things where the narration does hold it back because they talk about the war enough in the movie, and you get way more than you <clears throat> out of the narrative that the war happened than you do from the narration. Well, and also, um, um, Hugh Jackman, his character, or Jack Human, as they call it in Australia, because everything's backwards there. Um, <laughs> <It's worse. laughs> pretty sure it doesn't uh, work that way <laughs> they're about to go into spring we're about to go into fall it makes sense anyway um, okay um, <laughs> um but apparently like he was like in this war and like it it never really goes into that i feel like i feel that would be um go more into like his character i guess <laughs> he feels like a wooden a little bit wooden to me but but it all the characters do for me honestly they all feel sort of wooden except i do i think the character that i liked the best was um the partner his um hugh jackman's partner lady i don't know her name but watts um what's her character name i don't know watts watts Oh, mm -hmm. I thought you said what was your character name? No. Watts oh, no. was her character yeah. name. Emily Watts Sanders. <laughs> okay. Played by um, the Dew Newton. What's but her yeah. name? How do you say Thadu that? Newton. T H A N D I W E Newton. Thandu Interesting. Newton. Interesting name. Um. But yeah, I feel like. <laughs> That's the only character I felt like actually um, went a little deeper. <laughs> Everybody else felt a little meh. For so me, like, anyway. 
I don't know. <laughs> so here's the thing. Like, I agree with you that they were definitely going for a noir thing. Um, and they, they set it up so well to, like, perfectly be in that, like, grungy, gross, always nighttime world. Cause they, but it didn't they show the any be- of that. Right, it, did, it didn't. That was the part that was so disappointing to me. Because they mm-hmm. set it up to where, like, nobody goes out in the daytime because it's too fucking hot. And so everyone goes yeah, out but everybody night, goes out in the lives. daytime all the time in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of daytime, actually, still. Mm-hmm. Um, although they keep saying that it's dusk. So it's, like, early morning, comparatively. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but they... They set it up so well to where they have an excuse to make everything at night, and then they never utilize it. That yeah. really bothered me. And, like, here's really the thing. I actually liked Hugh Jackman in the movie, and I liked his character enough to where, like, at, in the first 20 minutes, I really liked him. He doesn't grow past that first 20 minutes, though. And I no. think that's by design. And I think the problem with that being by design is that, again, going back to, I hope that there's a better edit of this movie out there when it comes out. Because I <laughs> yeah. just... I, I feel like there's a vision there that just wasn't realized. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you have to think did, was the team on the same page? Like, were the writers on the same page with the director? Was the director on the same page with the cinematographer? Was the cinematographer on the same page as the editor? Like, I don't know. And maybe they were, and I don't they know. thought it would work. And I don't know. But well, also, the writer and director also, were the same person, Lisa Joy. Also, I kind of wonder if, like, covid had anything to do with how it ended up and i mean i don't know any of the backstory for this movie but i don't know um yeah but it it feels it feels like they're trying to make make like a dystopian sort of futuristic hell world <laughs> but it, they're like quite literally like just filming in a abandoned places left over from Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> so it just yeah. feels like they're filming in abandoned places. <laughs> like they're actually there's actually parts where they're um filming in the abandoned Six Flags, I think, in New Orleans. I know this That's because correct. the proper people made a video on this. <laughs> oh, did they really? That's Not funny. on this movie, but on the right. um, in the theme park, the Six Flags. I mean, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's probably the same spot because it's still abandoned to this day, I believe. And I don't think they're going to do anything with it. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. It just felt empty, I guess. And um, you're muted, I think. Okay. So their computer crashed. Um Will this still be going? I don't know. Anyway, I'm here. I'm talking about stuff. Um, I'm here by myself now, I guess. Cool. <laughs> but anyway, I guess I'll talk about the um, uh, the proper people <laughs> some more. Um, yeah, they do Urbex videos on YouTube. Really good channel. They have a lot of cool, cool videos. Um... <laughs> They did a video in the abandoned Six Flags in New Orleans. Um, <laughs> okay, they'll be back soon-ish. Um, let's see. Now I feel like I have to fill this dead air. 
and I don't really know what to talk about now. But I guess, yeah, Hugh Jackman. Um. <laughs> also, another thing, like, um, it shows in the movie, there's like some streets that are flooded. And I feel like in real life, all of that water would be completely disgusting and like stagnant and gross. And like, because if any sort of major city has um, told me anything, is that um, they're kind of gross. The, the streets can be like trash, rats, piss. People are going to piss in that water. It's going to be disgusting. Um, <laughs> I feel really awkward talking to myself basically right now. You want to try to get it all started again. <laughs> Computer crashed. Um, um, Liz says we will have to go down and back up. So if you're listening to this, I guess we're going to go um, take... Or, stop this stream i think and then we'll be back hopefully all right we're back we're back hopefully everybody can hear us and Things it's not happened. weird uh the computer just straight up crashed on us so yeah side. you're back oh god it's so lonely <laughs> <laughs> you were handling it well sam you did great will that even be archived like... It was archived from the looks of it. Okay. So... We'll see. Well, you get to we'll listen see how to well me it ramble for like five minutes, maybe. Yeah. I'll edit it. I'll have to edit it because now we have two <laughs> okay. parts. So. <laughs> um. So where were you before uh, the computer decided to kill itself? I don't remember. <laughs> New Orleans, Six Flags. New Orleans, Six Flags, uh, the proper people. <laughs> and also, I was going to, I did say in that last episode, but I don't know if you want me to repeat myself or how much you even heard, but um, um, I was going to say that it shows like, like some streets are flooded and some streets aren't. And I feel like the water would be way grosser like in a major city like that <laughs> yeah they're um the water's kind of yellow in one scene but like besides that the water's real clear but he like puts his hand in that to get that earring in that one yeah, scene and it's like all clear no that's not gonna be real uh, there's gonna be trash there's gonna be piss there's gonna be shit there's gonna be rats <laughs> <laughs> probably some dead rats floating around <laughs> it, doesn't really, it doesn't really say how long they've been that way, though. True. A while, I would assume. Since they have adjusted, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But. IDK. Are we in spoilers yet? But it really only took us about <laughs> maybe, maybe not even a year to adjust to the weird pandemic life. So. <laughs> it's true. So you never know. But a whole war happened, and he was in two tours of that war. Another guy we hear about later was in three tours. So, probably a Does while. Does say, like, um, what the war was about, or the extent of, like, who... 
They keep the saying the like, war at the border. Yeah, the war at the border. Like the war at the border of the the country or the state. I presume it's the country <laughs> because of all of like the riots and stuff that you see start happening around. Okay. I, what, I assume it's supposed to be just Canada or Mexico. No, it's it's Mexico. I assume it's just supposed to be an extension of, <laughs> of everything that we're Canada. we've always been going through. No, I'm <laughs> sure this is what it is. Is that is they because I don't I don't remember hearing the war of the border. I keep hearing the Gulf. <laughs> we're at the Gulf. Oh. Um. And so if everything's underwater, kind of how New York and New Jersey are right now, and there's not actually a border there, even though people like to think there is, um, <laughs> that those borders went away because there's no land there anymore. And so they're like, where's, what's my water? What's your water? I would assume it's something like that. Plus, like, all the other islands, if this, like, the ocean is rising, all those islands are probably not around anymore. And so where do they go if they survived? Things like that. So True. Also, while it crashed and I was reading up on stuff, I learned something which might explain how it has so much Christopher Nolanism in it. <laughs> okay. Um, Lisa Joy is the sister in law of Christopher Nolan. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> is this her first movie or this I believe is her first movie. Let me double check that. Um, probably got some pointers yeah this is her first movie her other stuff was television shows she did some writing on Pushing Daisies Burn Notice and she was co-creator of the Westworld show on HBO but this is her first motion mm. picture hmm. I see and this is only her okay. second directing job she's only ever directed one other, one other thing and that was one episode of Westworld <laughs> I wonder about the editor, if this was their first editing job. <laughs> I, I could find it out. It's, it's, all these credits <laughs> exist online. I can figure it out. I know. <laughs> I, bet, I would bet dollars to donuts that the editor of this um, was also an editor on Westworld or something. Probably. Um, and yes, it was filmed in New Orleans and Miami. It kind of happened. I, I guess it doesn't have um, to be, but <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Here's some trivia for the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, might as unlike well. in The Greatest Showman, Rebecca Ferguson gets to display her actual singing talents in this movie. I've never watched The Greatest Showman, so. Did you not watch it with us? Have... I thought you did. Nope, I did not. I did not. Um, also, the editor in this is not a first-time editor. He looks like he's mostly worked on television shows, though. A oh. couple of movies <laughs> that I've never heard of. Um, he was the editor on the movie that another movie that me and Liz watched this year, The Tree of Life. Liz absolutely loved that oh. movie. No, it is awful. Um, Period. <laughs> he edited Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 okay, and Part 2 and a couple episodes of Westworld a movie yeah, I've never heard of I can't really say that my, um, the Hunger Games any of them had great editing no those movies cinematography and editing I think was awful in those 
yeah. Those are just not good movies. They just weren't fun visually, which I think I, is the I, point, probably. Like, but I don't know. The books were better. But also, again, like with new technology, they just got to look better <laughs> if they redid them. Same with Twilight. I, I mean, anyway, I digress. Can I'm not sure how much better you can make Twilight look. Oh, I they can make it look like, good. They can make that it look way better. It looks that's oh, awful. The CG and that's horrible. <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs> no, Take that, it back. That is awful. Yeah. You would think with the fan base they had, they'd get more money to make it look better. <laughs> but like, I don't think they, they really didn't. cared about making it look good. <laughs> more about just making it, their young fans thirsty for awful. fucking Jacob shitty vampires and werewolves. I mean, it worked, guys. Yeah, it did. It worked because of the books. It worked because of the books. <laughs> it made a, a bunch of people real horny and it made up everybody involved a ton of money. So, yeah. Very Even strange. The actors pretty much just shit on it. <laughs> yeah, like everybody involved, like the directors, the actors, like all fucking hate it and are very open about thinking it was awful, which is hilarious. Because well, it's so bad. It bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, what's her name? What's the author's name? Uh, Steph- Stephanie. Stephanie Myers. Myers? Yeah. I feel like I don't know if she was involved in like the writing of the script or whatever, but like I feel like they literally were just like book paper. Here's your script, <laughs> and I. That's not how it works. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. <laughs> That's bad. Um, and I think that's also why it was so bad. Everything's just so awkward. <laughs> all the time. Just always. Yeah. And you're allowed to say mm-hmm. that because you just watched them recently. So I did. It's not even like a well, looking back on it kind of thing. So bad. I read all the books when they came out. Like I did too. I hate myself or something. <laughs> yeah, I they like- were real bad. I like the books ever... up until a certain point, and then I was like, "Well, that got really weird." And uh, it's just really flawed in a lot of one, ways. And the ending is shit. <laughs> so I'm glad they yeah. kept it. Once I finally watched them again, I was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, this is gonna end stupid." I I remember <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, but, but I don't know. But this movie didn't end stupid, and. I wasn't like this is the worst. It's definitely not like Twilight standards bad editing. <laughs> Are we into like spoiler territories now? I, yeah, I'm I'd say let's go into there. spoilers. <laughs> I've been trying. Okay. <laughs> Did you um, raise your mic a little bit? No. <laughs> uh, so demanding. <laughs> demanding. Because you're a man. You're demanding. I'm D-man. <laughs> you're the minority right now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on to the movie. Um, um, the window, <laughs> so basically, basically in this movie, there's this like 
way back machine. <laughs> no, that's not what that is. Nope. Uh-huh. Way back machine. <laughs> I don't know. No, What's no. a way back machine? Anyway, there's this machine. Basically, um, you can get in it and like there's a there's like a hologram. Hologram? Yeah. I want mm-hmm. I wanted to say holograph really bad. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's hologram. Anyway, you can see like the hologram of your memories or the person outside can see the hologram of your memories which may, would be like extremely awkward um because i wouldn't want anybody looking around in my memories at all especially yeah, since they can uh, apparently control it i don't really know the point of them watching it me Unless- either the only like the only one that i see the reason to is the chick because she's like i lost my keys help me find them all right yeah. you have to watch that but like everyone else like why can't you just not yeah uh, like some well, i guess some people go like use the machine to like relive memories yes yeah, so, like the thing that they set up at the beginning is that it used to be used for torture that it was like a war okay. machine at the, at the start of its conception it was used for torturing people and like interviewing them and trying to get information out of them mm-hmm. so, like that's why you'd want to be able to see what was happening so you can literally see everything they saw yeah but mm-hmm. then if it's not being used for that anymore right that's why like all the machines are super old okay uh, i didn't get that they were old but because like his model was super part? new but all the models that the governments have are like really old so you can only see from the first person perspective hmm yeah, okay. I didn't see that either. Yeah, they say um, that. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of in and out. <laughs> to be honest. Um, but this machine takes them to any memory they want to go to, basically. Um, and you can go to any memory, but if you go to a memory that you didn't have, then you get fucked. And... Um, I guess only certain people, I assume he's a doctor. I have no idea, but like only certain people know how to make people go to their certain memories. I presume it's because, and this isn't said in the movie, but this is just what I assumed is that he was using it in war to interrogate. It's like, he knows what leads people down bad paths and stuff like that. Yeah. Because like he, he says when he's working with the police, like you're leading them. You can't lead them. You have to suggest that there's a memory there. You can't tell them there's a memory because if there's not a memory, then they get lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I assume that he has used it while he was in the war to interrogate people. Which like <clears throat> I guess I guess that could work, but like also couldn't it be couldn't sorry, I can't fucking talk. Couldn't it be used to, like, um, put memories inside a person's head like that? Like, kind of like how interrogators sort of do sometimes anyway. <laughs> they sort of no, make the person believe it literally, it, it literally just the shows their memory. So that's why whenever they, like, tell them, like, this thing happened. But then if that didn't happen, they their brain goes blank is what they said. They're blanking because there's just no memory there. So you can't make a memory happen that isn't there. Yeah. And then I think their brain just gets fried. Yeah. Well, if they blank, they're, they get lost is what they were saying. Like when they blank, I think is what happens to the wife. 
mm-hmm. they like get stuck in a memory for forever. So like she's stuck living out that one memory for forever because she got blanked at a certain point, I think. Oh. The wife? The wife. The wife of the rich guy? I who like made all the know. murders happen? <laughs> oh wait, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need the fucking remembrance machine. <laughs> <laughs> to remember this goddamn so movie. It's called the reminiscence machine. <laughs> Whatever rem- remember. <laughs> well, the reminiscence <laughs> is not the machine, though. The reminiscence is the disc. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it doesn't remember this movie. But also, this machine, it doesn't just take them back to memory, it allows you to feel. Yeah. So it, it allows you to, I assume like smell the environment you're in feel air if there's air there like you can feel all of these things over and over and over again um which i think that they just didn't dive into deep enough which is why the ending of the movie didn't give as big as an impact as i think they wanted it to have at least not with me Mm because they just did it like i'm just here to go back to my memory and the only one where they really kind of go into you being able to feel something is with the the young girl and she's like here's your reminiscence so that you don't have to spend your money on this anymore and she's like i can't feel him though with the reminiscence it's not the same but that's it and then you don't they don't say anything about feeling anything until the end and so i feel like they should have hit more i think more of the ending because spoilers again giant spoilers this movie the ending is he makes a deal to where he's stuck in his memories forever. Like that's the deal he he makes so that he doesn't go to just prison, I guess, or something. Whatever the version of prison is here. Um, and his deal is that he just lives out all of his memories with May, which is this girl that he's following out through the entire movie. Um, yeah, which and I think like... more of that is like into like the addictive nature of going into the machine is what it's going for. Mm-hmm. Because they do go over, like, the first 20 minutes is basically just going over of, like, how addicting the machine is for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. It... It's a release of oxytocin, serotonin, things that we create that are already addictive. And we create them by doing it. So, yeah, it's it's like a drug. It's like... Yeah. It's exactly what drugs do and alcohol do and antidepressants do and... Yeah, all that fun stuff. Same, yeah. same concept, but just with your very own memories, really. Um, which, like, again, is a super a cool concept that I don't feel like they use to its full potential. I feel like, like, um, I mean, apparently you can control it somehow because I feel like if you were stuck in that machine for like so long, like fucking. Hugh Jackman is at the end. It shows apparently he's in there for fucking ever. His um, entire life. Just reliving everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like, h- how could you have so much control over that? Like, not somehow go into bad memories and stuff like that. That's know. why he has the recording next to him. Like, okay, okay. Like, it's sort of. It's sort of Eternal Sunshine-ish. Like, I wish it would have been more like that, I guess. Where it's sort of, like, cool, like, merging memories and, like, 
everything is a bit everything is a bit confusing and i don't know i think maybe eternal sunshine did it better (laughs) i mean that but eternal sunshine was the complete opposite eternal sunshine was like find my memory and delete it this is find my memory and i want to see it over and over and over again forget it yeah but i just they um, are the same they're just they're opposites of each other yeah but i'm just saying like um how they did it in eternal sunshine how they like um played it out and stuff i felt like that was done a lot better than this this was kind of I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, for me, again, I think I, I like the concept a lot, and I like the idea of the it. The concept was fine. It was just not, um, not like, I don't know the word. I know the word. I can't remember it because I can't fucking remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I just didn't um, nail it, I guess. For me, I think. Um, and maybe this is just a complaint of like I wanted it to be a deeper movie than it was is I just feel like mm-hmm. they didn't go into making you question what was reality enough they do it a couple of times but I feel like it's just not quite there yeah, I like think, I never actually felt lost I think movie. that's where, what I was kind of trying to get to in the whole fucking spiel <laughs> basically yeah I think um, the questioning reality thing is what Eternal Sunshine did did really, really well. And I feel like in any sort of like, I hate to say realistically, but in any sort of like <laughs> machine like this, you know, it would probably get really convoluted and weird and fucked up inside of there. Well, that's why there's so much Inception vibes in it. Yeah. Like I get the eternal sunshine thing but inception is just i think a better way to com- a better movie to compare it to because they truly were like where are you like are you in i don't even remember our dream i think inceptions are dreams right? yeah um are you in your dream or are you in real life and mm-hmm. you know like doing all these things but i don't know i also didn't feel a connection to her like he meets her and then immediately falls in love with her (laughs) well that yeah and that's how it feels like you miss like again this whole chunk of space where when he gets to the point of i need to find this lady i'm like why she's not that important you just met her (laughs) it feels it feels really shallow and it doesn't establish any sort of connection really like, it tells you yeah. that there is, but it doesn't make you feel that there is. Yeah, I don't know why I'm supposed to care. I don't know why I'm supposed yeah. to think him of, like, she's this different person and she just went missing and she wants you to find her. Like, I never, I never got that. Like, in Gone Girl, yeah. it's like, she's out there. She's, I'm finding all these clues to try to go find her. And in this, it's just like, she's missing. I need to find her now. After, like, yeah. the last thing you just met her. <laughs> yeah, they really want you to, like, feel. Feel it and, like, feel for her, I guess. And feel for him for losing her. But it doesn't... Yeah, Hugh Jackson's it... the only one feeling anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, because it 
yeah, it doesn't make me believe it at all, really. And, and, I, and think I, that's I, where... I really did not care about that. <laughs> really. And yeah. I think that's where the connection to the Watts character comes in, honestly. Because she also is like questioning, like, why do you give a shit about this person? She was in your life for what? A few months? Like, why do you give a yeah. shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was gonna bring her up too. Cause she she's the only other person that gets it. I think she doesn't want I think her character is she doesn't want him to care that much because then that means she has to care about her daughter. And so I think she's also conveying the emotions she's supposed to be feeling and the emotions that we as audiences are supposed to be feeling because we've all been in that similar situation where like we don't we cut someone else or cut someone out or whatever the reason is. We don't really get her story either, but she Mm -hmm. conveys her emotions well. He conveys his emotions well, but they're the only ones feeling those emotions. (laughs) In no way does it ever connect with the audience at least not with me because and yeah. it seems like with you guys either because I didn't care I'm like I'm like looking at this lady I'm like where do I know you from like what movie are you from <laughs> yeah I don't, like I don't <laughs> know what too, the fuck you're doing but I don't really care about you right now <laughs> I just... <clears throat> and I don't know if like um because they were trying to go for like a noir vibe um which is I don't know I guess more dramatic but I feel like a lot of the acting was very acting and not, like, believable. Like, more theater-esque, I guess. I don't know. I don't I don't think I ever questioned the performances in it. I think the performances were all great. Um, the part yeah. that I think it really does fall flat is the edit and the script. Like, it doesn't make yeah. you believe the things. Like, I think the actors all yeah. believe the things, and I think they're showing you that they believe them. But I think that more so this is doing a tell instead of showing well they also got the full story as well so they got to act this whole thing out right and so we get to see those emotions but then and i'm sure maybe when they go back and watch this version they're like probably saying the same thing like you're not showing (laughs) how i got here like all Mm -hmm. the work that i just put in to get to that point that you showed doesn't it's not there yeah so yeah and i think that's really important for actually making you connect with characters and their stories and it just doesn't it didn't do it well it didn't yeah. do it well at all it's exactly <laughs> what you need and it it's where it missed a spot yeah there's just no connection there there's yeah. just no connection and going back to nolan like if nolan was given this he would have he would have added another hour to it but like he would have let you have those scenes to where you can feel what's happening to the characters and let you live with the characters for a while to understand where they're coming from. Whereas in this, I think you get like a really, really strong 25 minutes. And then it does that first reminiscence of Hugh Jackman's character coming out of it. And suddenly mm-hmm. you're just supposed to understand everything that he's going through. But you've only been given mm-hmm. like two scenes with him in May. And so you just fucking don't like you just don't care. Yeah, it's and that's why I think that if Nolan did like books, he would do them really well. But also this wasn't a book. So Nolan would give us all of that because it's narrative that you have to have in order to understand the whole thing. And when movies come from books, movies leave out a bunch of little things. But mm. if you read the book, 
you're not lost at all because you got all of that. And now you're just seeing this place come to life. But when it doesn't come from a book and you leave all of those important narrative pieces out, your audience is lost. It's just. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it, it hit, it misses the spot when it comes to connecting with its audience um, and the tone it's going for. Um, yeah it just misses it there but the performances are great if we knew where they were coming from i'm sure they'd be even better but um it's good acting it's not like you're watching bad acting it's not like you're watching horrendous editing um it's just it just misses some spots so i think it probably is a movie and I'm not usually a person that's like, okay, I got to go watch the director's cut. But I think with this one, I would have to be in order to get the rest of the story. So. Yeah. I just, I, I wonder like what they cut out and how much they cut out. And yeah, it's just kind of sad that they sort of tried to yeah. establish this cool world and just didn't, yeah because that's the thing like the world is really intriguing and really interesting and i feel like if you just had a movie based on this world and the fact that the reminiscence exists and a dude just covering a case instead of a case like so close to him like this could have been a really really good movie because it does it it Mm -hmm. almost captures the noir tone perfectly but it misses the it misses the (laughs) dready the dreadful nighttime um thing and it misses the grime and the grossness of it because even things that should be gross don't look gross. They all everything looks gorgeous. Yeah, it it just looks like it's shot on a sort of rundown street. Sometimes yeah. not even rundown. <laughs> and like I said, they definitely a lot of the New Orleans shots. It was just they shot it in some, you know, abandoned stuff left over from Katrina that hasn't quite been done. Had anything done with it yet (laughs) yeah which is like it's totally fine but like yeah it's fine but like it's it doesn't so the other thing doesn't feel like what they want us to feel i guess the other aspect of the noir thing that i think you guys haven't talked about yet is that in in a noir film or um study or type or scenario all of these little characters are very important because they hold yeah. little pieces of information that you don't need. And so at the very beginning of the movie, he picks up this card. He gives it to this grungy looking person in front of his building. Never see him again. You know, yeah. he introduces you to these two cops that are very, you know, like we're in this shit. I need you to help me. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to give like everything. But again you see them for a couple of scenes and they don't talk that much when I feel like they should talk more then you never see them again and then some of these other gangsters that you see that are all little pieces of puzzle they they're important and they're not made important at all like you never see them again Mm -hmm. Um, so that's another part of the noir scene that I notice that it again it just hit and misses it yeah because again I can see where they're going where like man takes on a case or something like that and goes after the mysterious woman to figure out all the secrets that she has because something's fishy yeah. here but then and they're like they nail part of the story but they forget to give a mystery around it he's just chasing dead ends constantly that happened to leave places yeah and like the reason why he cha- that was that was so weird to me because like um 
in her memory, whatever, it showed her like crying for a second before she went on stage. And like for some reason, he felt the need to like track her down and like straight up just tell her, like ask her, like, why were you crying, huh? Tell me, huh? You don't even fucking know this person. <laughs> why are you being so nosy, Hugh Jackman? Jesus. Right. Because you don't get that much time with them. You. Yeah. Like you, know? it doesn't, it's just really, yeah, done bad. It's it feels out of place. And it feels like it tries to justify itself later on with putting in the mystery of like this was all concocted to like nab him and get the thing they needed. But like, yeah, it's then but then that coming out to the audience makes it feel like the other 45 minutes before that of him doing all this stuff. <laughs> it feels wasted. It feels like an unnecessary spiral. Yeah. And then yeah. it just feels empty afterwards because like apparently she just fell in love with him anyway. And like, yeah, it, it was like, yeah. I wish that it didn't actually do that. I wish that they actually established some sort of like deep, deep connection that we could feel as an audience and then like took her away and like bitch and then showed the like real betrayal, but it doesn't hit hard because you don't feel that connection and you just don't care. And then it doesn't even matter because they're, you know, she fell in love with him anyway, so... And yeah. she fucking tried to like help him out through the memories. That's um, that's the other yeah. thing though, with like little little things. So the chick that they try to give the reminiscence to, like she's a huge part of this whole story. And you don't even know she's a huge part until the very end. And mm-hmm. then she's dead. <laughs> like you 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 the big piece of her that you get. She dies literally right after. And then the other thing, you know, still following the same concept of, okay, now she's talking to you through memories. Like you always, you knew yeah, he was going to get there. So then why, why didn't you get there with all the other people that you had to interact with to get there? Like, I don't know. It was just weird. It was just the mm-hmm. little things were missing, and the little things are big when it comes yeah. to a type of screenplay like this that you want to put together. Yeah, uh, this is what I, I would agree. call an emotional epic, or trying to go for an emotional epic, which we've been talking about him all night, but so let's just keep bringing the name up. Nolan, I think he does emotional epics. Like, if you look at Inception, if you look at The Prestige, fucking if you look at the Dark Knight trilogy even, like, yes, they're about these very large concepts, but the thing that make them feel so large and important to you is because it gets the little things right. It gets the moment when the two characters are talking about what they did when they were seven years old. It gets that part right. And so you care about these characters. And it's what a lot of these like big blockbusters fail to do is make you care about these characters. And I think we've even talked about it on live shows before, Sam, of like horror movies often fall into that problem of like they write this big emotional scene for these characters in like horror movies. Mm-hmm. But if you don't get to know these characters, like you don't want them to win. You don't care if they succeed. And this yeah. Is- the exact trap that this falls into like you don't get to mm-hmm. see his connection with may and so you don't give a shit if he finds out if she's lying or not like i think mm-hmm. for me because i like mysteries i wanted to figure out like what she was really up to but i didn't care if it yeah. went in his direction or not like i didn't care ultimately what happened to him i just wanted to see where these mystery went mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm, I'm okay it's... go ahead Sarah. go ahead <laughs> no you're fine I think if, you know, because Nolan's getting up there. 
Yes. And if, if somebody <laughs> if somebody wants to take over and keep making shit like that, I'm all for it, chick. Go for it. But I think also too when you kind of look at the background, like WB is not having a great year. Um and I'm sure this movie was made last year and they were going through some shit back then and it all just, you know, came pummeling out this year. And then it's a female director slash writer, which is already super hard. 